0: Episode 415, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Hey, Riv can't hear what we're saying yet. He doesn't have his headphones in. We've got 30 seconds. I think he, look at him cleaning the wax up, he was rattled. He was rattled when you said that about him talking too much.
1: Uh Oh, he's got headphones and he can hear (laughs) it.
2: Hey, uh, Derek. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey what's up buddy how was your trip <laughs>
2: nice the trip was good the trip was uh the trip was really good uh loved it uh nice to kind of relax haven't been on a vacation in a really long time i don't know when's the last time you've been on a vacation but oh my god it uh it was nice just to kind of chill out and relax and enjoy <laughs> yeah thanks for uh filling in there Roisy. Um, yeah, no problem. Van did a pretty I, good job, I did I listen to the pod. I was sitting on the beach, looking at the ocean, sitting on the pod. And then, uh, I don't know about 10 minutes in, I turned it off. Cause it's fucking
0: terrible. Really? Yeah. It was all the year. In my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We were getting a lot of praise about that show. I think. Uh, uh no, not so much.
2: It. Not so much. I've had a lot of people just kind of say ribs. You weren't on last week and uh, we didn't realize how good you actually were until we had to listen to Derek Roy and Thomas Vanek speak.
0: It it's uh, should be a better
1: show anyways. Yeah, screw him.
2: <laughs> Rips talks too
1: much. Does he? I feel like he just, he, he does. He, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> he talks too much, and it's the same thing over and over again. In different words. Yeah. Love you, Riffs. <laughs> Let that sink in.
0: <laughs> All righty then. Hey, so rosy yesterday, Craig, we were talking about Crosby and uh, we we're talking about, like, oh, you know, does he finish in Pittsburgh and, you know, whatever. And and we talked about, like, where could you ever see him playing? And I said, Colorado. Like, well, go play with McKinnon, right? So Craig says, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Colorado has. The most sun days uh, of the in the year, (laughs) and he keeps. And I'm like, wait, Sundays like day of the week or sunny days? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. he's like sunny days. So Van, (laughs) Van just texted, (laughs) and he said, Colorado has the most Sundays. Laugh, laughing, (laughs) I got you, Petey. Buffalo must have the most Mondays <laughs>
2: Eric, oh. now you have a small snippet of what I have oh, to deal it's, with that's yeah, it's, it's literally it's like it's literally life. like dealing with a seven-year-old every oh,
0: single day <laughs> it's hilarious though they have big the most they have the most Sundays anyway go ahead Craig talk about your uh talk about your sewage problem. No, you know what, Petey?
2: Um, I don't think I am. And I talk so too Reeves, much
0: anyway, so go ahead, Roisey. So, Roisey, Riv's kid uh, last, was it, how many days ago was it? Riv was taking shots in the basement, and all of a sudden he hears this gargling in the back corner, and he goes down and he looks at it, and he, what did he crack? The sewage pipe?
2: Cracked the sewage pipe in the basement, yeah. Oh, and it man. was the younger one. It was the younger one down there shooting. And, you know, and then he goes upstairs and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but the pressure flushing toilets, this and that. My older son's downstairs and he's, he's, he's hearing something like, what the heck is going on in the back room? So he goes and opens the door in the back room and there's just, the pipe is bursting and just shooting shit everywhere. So now they're in to clean it up. They're walking in with white suits on, head to toe. It's just, it's like, oh my lord, not not a good thing. And I'm that thinking to myself, some, that's some toxic I have tarp. Sewage, man. I have a tarp that is ten feet high, and it's got to be fifteen feet long. And I'm thinking to myself, how did you hit the sewage pipe, which is like literally on the other side? Of the, of the tarp, which... Like I mean, father, like son, right? Exactly. I just rip in yes. absolute bombs. <laughs> just, Has no idea where it's going. It's going hard. Head, head down as hard as you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the best. Anyway, he won't fess up to it, though. That's the thing. We've been peppering him. I'm like, listen, it. there's a puck mark on the pipe that burst. Still There's only do two it. people in the house that shoot pucks, my older one and the younger one.
0: Is it possible that this could have been caused by a pre-existing condition and then no. something happened, like pressure just no. made it kind of officially no, because cracked. No, because the younger one was shooting pucks in the
2: basement at Are around 9, 9, at night. dogger
0: stick three years ago and hitting the post or hitting the pipe, <laughs> and all of a sudden, finally, three years later negative he, okay. it it it
2: basically got hit cracked and then once the pressure uh came it just blew everything apart so anyway
0: once you're all good that last end of the day deuce down the toilet a hey, riv just oh yeah just cleaned it right out <laughs> cleaned out the <laughs> pipes pardon the pun but uh just chipotle everywhere
2: <laughs> you
1: gotta go to starbucks take a shit now
2: just this hockey thing's costing me even
0: more. Put it that way. Yeah, even in the basement, I. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. Game just keeps getting more and more expensive. Yep. Um, 10 years ago today, any idea what happened?
1: 10 years ago today, 2013, February, late
2: February, no idea.
1: Hey. So what? Were you whispering something, great? It- what did you say?
0: I, I'm I'm just trying to think. Ten, that happened here in Buffalo, Petey? Happened here in Buffalo involving the Sabres and a player being traded. Obviously he was a, a big name player. Two players were traded from the Buffalo Sabres to the St. Louis Blues in return for oh, a player, is that Mil-Z? Ryan Mil-Z Miller. Mil-Z, yeah. for Stewie.
2: What did we get? What did we get for Ryan Miller? Jaroslav
0: Halak, Chris Stewart. Okay, hold
2: on. On Halak. He, uh, did Edward. he not last year, like
0: one year? He barely played here, I don't think. I think he came here, I think he dressed for a game and then got traded out of here, didn't he? There was a okay. goalie that never even played here. He came in, dressed for backups, parked at the corner. He was, he, I
1: mean, I could imagine he was pissed because we were, I think we were first in the league at the time. We we're, Top team one of the top teams in St. Louis at the time. And we traded for Millsy. And Yarrow had a good season. So imagine that. You're you're one of the top you know teams in the league.
0: And you he did, get not, traded. Play did he he
2: not play, play here.
1: He did not play one game. He did no, not play came, one game.
0: They, they traded him right out of here. He didn't want to be here. He came in, dressed back up, and then and then uh got shipped out if I recall. Chris it was Stewart weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was, go ahead. It was
1: weird around St. Louis because that there was a rumor that he was getting traded. And we were like, what are you talking about? Like he's, you know, he's playing really good. Like he's our number one goalie and he's, you know, we're top, top in the league and we're trading our number one goalie. We're like, who else could we trade him for? And ever the, the whole speculation was Ryan Miller. Cause why would else would you trade your number one goalie if you're not getting a number one goalie in return, right. On a team that's not good, which the savers were what probably last in the in the in the league at the time, right? Is that is that the league a the year they were last or somewhere something, down? Or something like that.
0: It might have been the year before. Yep. They were on their way down. That was the year they were going to start the suffering.
1: Anyways, it was good. It was really good to rekindle again with Milsey and, and be on the
0: same team with him. It was, it was a great uh... well what was the mood like in St. Louis? Halak out, Miller in. What are you guys thinking? Steve Ott as well. It was it was just weird
1: right? We had so many players. We had, um, that's the year of the Olympics, because uh, I remember um, we had so many players go to the Olympics that our practices, we only had, I think, eight or nine guys left that weren't <laughs> on the Olympic teams. Wow. So we had, you know, Bacchus, Oshi, Tarasenko, Steen, uh, Sabadka, like all these guys, all these guys went to the Olympics, right? Bowmeister Petrangelo, we had like so many guys so like when we showed up at practice the first day there's like nobody left it was it was it was kind of comical so and we didn't have our coaches because Hitchcock went to the uh, Olympics like so we had basically our our uh, assistant coaches and eight eight or nine guys practicing and it was it was it was fun it was probably the Olympic break you know the Olympic break practices um how they go and, and whatnot we had to find a goalie to help us out. Like it was, it was, it was, it was an, it was an interesting time, but um, it was weird around the dressing room. Cause you trade your number one goalie while you're on a, on a top team. It's kind of a weird dynamic. And then you bring Steve out. We had Brandon Morrow on our team, uh, Chris Stewart. Uh, you know, we had myself, we had uh, Ryan Reeves, like we had a good, and now we're bringing Steve odd in. We had, so many for we had Lapierre on our fourth line uh you know we had a lot of good solid players and then we bring another guy in we were i mean we were just we had we had a sub guys out of the lineup once in a while it was it was um it was a little bit awkward uh, at the start because we just had so much talent and so many guys that like you said like we when you have too many guys on the team it just guys don't play enough and it just they don't get enough repetition And it ends up being like towards the season, those guys come back from the Olympics. were a little bit tired and and we kind of ran out of juice towards the
2: end of the season. Yeah. So, um, some tough guys like Barrett Jackman. Yeah. Uh, Remember Roman Polak Petey, just an an absolute big, thick piece of beef. I remember him looking like he was just so thick. Oh,
1: he was, and I've never seen a guy like this. So, Roman Polak would sit on the trainer's table before like no everyone right before warm-ups you go in the gym you get a little bit of some guys lift a little bit of weights a lot of guys stretch you get warmed up dynamic stretching some guys are playing soccer you're always moving you're doing something to get warmed up he would just sit on the trainer's table and have a coffee and chat with the trainers while guys are getting massages or if you're getting a massage you're chatting with them and then he would go out, and he was probably the most jacked hockey player ever. He almost looks like a strong man. Know those like hairy, big, huge, like big <laughs> chest, like big arm, big shoulder strongman. That's Roman Polak, right? And he would go right out for warm-up. Not even one stretch, nothing. Just go straight out warm-up and be the biggest animal out on the ice. Hit guys, fight, box shot, whatever. You just do whatever. And he was mobile and and he was like it's so interesting how he never needed to stretch or anything before going out on the ice.
0: Other pieces in that trade, Chris Stewart, William Carrier, a 2015 first round pick that was Jack Roslovic that uh, Tim Murray sent to Winnipeg in exchange for Kane and Bogosian and a conditional draft pick. So, lot of moving parts yeah a lot of moving parts but uh man i remember that day i remember that day because that was the day that the uh the kid uh had his the backup kid had his goalie shit in his trunk and they needed an emergency goalie and they signed him for a day i can't remember they had fucking t-shirts and everything i can't my oh my god ryan something ryan uh Uh, i can't remember anyway anyway 10 years ago today.
1: they didn't sign that guy that what's his
0: name man he would Phil Chris
1: Yeah Phil Chris yeah he's the best Remember him Oh man he would he would work so hard in in summer hockey with us and I used to always come back and I'd be
0: lighting up the net and I'd be like I'm going to have a good year this year I might get 4 or 5 this year then, like, the real goalies come back. You're like, ah, fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the God.
0: confidence God. is way high. And then, Mills uh, back, you're like, God. There's such it. a drop-off between back the guy earth. and, like, the real goalies, you know? Love Phil, though, but fuck, man. He was a great confidence builder. But it was kind of like it was the worst thing that could have happened. He should have come in after the other goalies, not before. But anyway. Yeah. Roy- Royze was the f- worst goaltender
2: by far in my career. And I played with some really good goalies. But he is—he destroyed confidence. Who?
0: Who? Oh, Patrick Ryan Miller. Wall? Oh, you said Royce. Oh, you said Royce. Sorry, no. I meant Miller. Are you were talking about? Patrick I'm just Wall. thinking. Like, okay. I'm
2: just—I—I I can see it. Like, I—I I swear to God, I went a month without scoring on him.
0: The oh, fucking Millsy didn't scare me at all. I owned him.
2: I fucking—I <laughs> owned him.
0: That's because you're the only
2: idiot that would be blowing like heaters 10 feet out under the bar.
0: Get out of the way. Get the fuck out of the way or that equipment's coming in handy. Anyway. Oh, the,
1: wor- the worst is when you hit a goalie in the face. You're like, oh, sorry, bud.
0: So no rematch last night, gentlemen, between uh, Matthew Olivier or uh, Matt Rempe. No fight. Both played. No fight. Craig, we, we said we were going to tune into that one. So I was watching the uh, the scorecard all night. Nothing happened. Probably because Rempe can't see out of his eye. He's got a bad one.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a big shiner.
0: That's a big shiner.
2: What were you going to say, Riv? I uh, text Pex last night. I text him. I don't even, I, I can't even remember what time I texted him. It was like, uh, you know, 3 o'clock or something like that. And I basically just said to him, I sent him a picture. And I said, we will give you a first-round draft pick for this kid. <laughs> so we ended up getting in a little discussion, but he he loves the kid. He says he's an absolute gem, great, great person and uh wants to wants to continue to get better. So they're pretty happy to have him. It's just
0: like where where does this kid come from? Well, it's given us something else to talk about because we don't talk we never talk about fighting, you know that Rosie like you'd think that two guys like us, you know, we talk about physicality on a team. We, yeah. we talk about how much that is still valued in the game. I mean, we don't shy away from that aspect of it, but we don't talk about heavyweights or fights, and I don't relive old fight stories. I don't do that. I mean, I do I, Craig? I don't do that. No, I mean, I, 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 w- I wish you would.
2: I think you're just, you're so, listen, I mean, how long's it been that, that you've been retired? It's been over a decade, and, and you still don't like talking about you know what you did in the league. You don't like really talking about your career
0: in the sense, but I wish you did. I don't envy this kid. I no, envy, the, a tough, yeah. I envy the era that he's coming in uh, uh, at with this kind of uh excitement and 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 you know pizzazz because if he was like I say to you it's easy to look back and talk about eras and stuff and but if he was coming in like this and in the uh you know 2000s early 2000s mid 90s he's gonna get gobbled up pretty quickly right so
2: yeah but but listen I mean I don't say that but even in the 2000s I, I mean you had you had insane amount of tough guys on every single team and and they all had to fight against each other and that was part of the job it's like I I sit there and I think to myself like I mean How many jobs in this world do you have the ability to make, you know, $750,000 to go out and fight 15 times a year? Like, how hard is that? Like, I don't think it's that hard. It's basically either you want to do it or you don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, then that's totally fine. But if you want to have the ability to earn not $75,000 in the minors, but $750,000, then there's a lot of guys that that don't have a problem with fighting at all. Like
1: he, like he's got to stand out some way. He's got to crush guys. He's got to fight. You know, he's not going to score 30 goals or 20 goals in this league. He's going to score maximum 10. Like on on the on his best year of his career, he'll score 10. Right. So he's got to make an impact, either being really physical, being like you said, plus two, being. Uh, good defensively or somewhat yeah. good defensively yeah. and, and, and fight. And if somebody challenges you, you got to fight or if somebody does something, your best player, you got to respond and go right out there and fight the guy that did that. Like that, those are his jobs, right? As a fourth line, six foot seven, 250
2: pound guy, that's your job. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see the, like, there's people talking about, well, you know, we feel bad for this 21-year-old kid because he, you know, possible chances of CTE after him. Like, what the hell are we talking about right now? If you don't want to play hockey and you don't want to play in the NHL and you don't want to play your role, then just don't play.
0: Go do something else. Well, we'll exactly. see what happens. They play Toronto this week. I Listen. They play, play Toronto the next. They play Toronto next. When is yeah. that? That's I, today's today. Thursday. Or is tomorrow. No, tomorrow. I think, tomorrow. I don't think, it, I don't think it's uh, is it tomorrow or is it Saturday night hockey night in Canada? Uh Rangers Leafs Saturday night.
1: Is where's that plane? Is that Toronto. in Toronto? That's Ooh. in Toronto. Might go to that. I might try to get some tickets to that.
0: There is uh there's no bigger stage, gentlemen, for a heavyweight tilt with the uh the so called Heavyweight champ of the league, self-proclaimed Ryan Reeves. By the way, this is, this has the, to happen. The, the this only, the has thing, to happen. I'm sorry if I have to act like Don King right now. This has to happen. I'm taking fucking bets right now. Who's who? Who wins this fight? And I can see Reeves just trying to outmuscle him and take the kid down because I think this kid will fucking pound Ryan Reeves.
1: Well, you know, I'm not obviously a fighter, and obviously we know that. I
0: saw you absolutely pound Nick Lee's. In June yeah, in, ju-
1: in ju- yeah, I fought a few a few times in junior, probably like great seven fight, or eight boy, times in junior. Fight. Yeah, but NHL wise, I only fought once. But the way he fights, he leaves himself wide open for punches, and he's not grabbed for sure. Somebody pulled him aside to say, Hey, listen, kid, you gotta grab his arm like in between like the elbow pad and shoulder oh, yeah. pad, and he's not making that mistake and twice. If you take enforcers out of the game, I think you'll see dirtier hits. Like hits from behind, the random slashes and stuff like that, but those enforcers keep everyone at bay, right? It, it keep every everyone um, conscious of their stick and conscious of like if I bury this guy from behind, Matt Rantpe
2: is going to come and beat the shit out of me. That's right? not like, that, for me, Derek. That's not at all why you want an enforcer in the game because I'm going to tell you this. A lot of these little weasels that are playing in this game right now that feel comfortable about making these hits, they're not making the hits. You want to know why? It's because they don't want to lose money. You're getting suspended for for dirty hits.
1: I mean, they, I've seen a lot of dirty hits this year. A lot. The I know, Cousins but the guys, are five, five this year. guys are getting suspended for it.
2: Guys are getting suspended for it. And it's like, for an example, I'll give you a great it's example. It's like five
1: grand. You lost five grand. Who cares?
2: Yeah, but you're getting some of these guys are getting suspended for you know, you look at, you look at Riley in Toronto, he gets suspended for five games. He's making how much, how much money he's losing hundreds of thousands of dollars because of that. There's no Ryan Reeves coming. But in. It,
1: Okay. Let's say Ottawa had an absolute meathead on the team on the ice at the time. You think Ryan,
2: we think you would cross check him in the face. Well, first of all, he wasn't on the ice, but that's what I'm and saying. the meatheads wouldn't be on the ice uh, on the ice at the end of the game. Well, I, if I were Ottawa, I would
1: I would I would get a meathead from the miners up and run Riley through there the boards. There are no meatheads
0: anymore, Roisey. That's, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. These, these meatheads. These
2: keep, that's are why the guy like Matt Rempe. Hey, hold on. Hold on. You're like telling they. me
0: Matt Rempe doesn't fit the bill of a quote unquote meathead? I was deemed a Absolutely meathead. Absolutely not. not. A, I'm not a fucking meathead. Have you seen Matt Rempe skate? He's See played five skating?
2: games. He has two points and he has a goal. And he's I plus. I understand two. that.
0: I understand that. But all I'm saying is you put this guy back in 2000 and he instantly just gets the title. We're not talking about 2000.
2: Okay. We're talking about now and we're talking about like Derek's like you need you need enforcers in the lineup so guys don't take liberties. Well, look, they- look,
1: how, look how better Toronto's playing with Reeves in the lineup. This one on a seven-game winning
2: streak when we God, wasn't playing.
1: You they think lose-
2: fucking Toronto's playing well because of Ryan Reeves?
1: I think they're playing because well they because they have a they guy have in the a-
2: lineup that has 52 goals. No,
1: I think they're playing better now because they have uh, a definition in their lineup. They have first, second, third line. they moved Tavares down the third line, and now they have a fourth line that just goes out and plays hard, strong, throws pucks to the net bangs crashes causes ruckus penalties whatever and they now they can play their top three lines more but before they had robertson on the fourth line and random skilled players on the fourth line they don't play they play like eight minutes a game you can't get anything out of them you want guys that are going to go out finish checks create havoc and then play our hat role players but they're happy with their eight minutes or six minutes yeah that's how you create a better team and, and then your first lines are like all right, we get to play more now because the fourth line doesn't have to take up twelve or thirteen minutes of our ice time. I'm not
0: asking. I'm not like we, like, asking like or wanting. Buffalo. Sounds like Buffalo's lineup, Rosie. Yes. Sorry, had to. You laugh.
2: You laugh, but it's not. It's not a laughing matter because we watch the same thing for ten years, over ten years. I mean, you need the toughness. You need toughness in your lineup and a PK, a couple of PK guys on that fourth
1: line yeah. that just you know you don't have to play like talk on every PK or something. You know what I mean? Like those guys, they eat those minutes, those, those shitty minutes that you need to uh, in a game. You know, like I think when you play your top guys in the penalty kill, they just wear them out throughout the season.
2: Yep. Matt Remby's 21 years old. He's going to make it. He's making a name for himself, but here's the thing. If he wants to be a player in this league and be, be a very good fourth line player, you need to be able to skate, which he can. He's got the size. He's going to learn and continue to work on skills and everything else. But he also has the biggest set of balls of all time with the size to go with it. He's going to be a guy that could make, you know, a million and a half, $2 million, even, even beyond that. If he continues to He's grow as a hockey player, he can player.
0: get 15 to 20 points. That's two and a half million bucks all day long. Yeah. Fucking Tyson Jost is getting 2 million. Zemgus Girgensons is getting 2 million. I mean, come on. Like... This is this guy here, 20 points, 12 fights, 8 minutes a game, 2.5 million all day long. All this talk about Matt Rempe makes me think about a couple other heavyweights that love to fight for people, and that's Salino Law. Because if you've been hurt in a car crash, that's the fight you want the heavyweights at Salino Law to take care of. Don't wait. Call the 8s, 888 888 Let them fight for you. Car crash, call Salino looking for a night out maybe go watch a game at a bar
2: maybe even have a nice fancy dinner who knows i might even get crazy and play some bets while i'm at it and there's only one place to do all that only at seneca buffalo creek casino you can hit up stick sports bar and grill grab an unbelievable steak at the western door gamble at the casino or even play some bets at the sportsbook all in one location at seneca buffalo creek casino nothing else comes close
0: Sabres out in Florida, lost the first game. Good game, though. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Why do you say that?
2: Listen, I mean, the Florida Panthers are 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 one of the best teams in the league. Arguably the best team in the league. So what did the
0: Sabres do well, Roise? I,
2: I, I agreed with the um, effort. I thought there
1: there was there was a lot of effort there from the Sabers. I thought they they put forth a good effort. I just think they got bullied a little bit, they got pushed around. Um Come on, I it, it it seemed like it seemed like after the whistles yeah. and and stuff they got pushed around and bullied a little bit and
2: Yes, but listen, uh, I mean, but, Don, but the effort there, said I mean, that they wanted to be able to play between the whistles. Yeah, I mean, they wanted they them want. to play tough and 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 do the right things between the whistles. What old Donnie doesn't understand that there's a whole
0: entire game. You know what that's code for? That's code for something. That's code for we don't have the personnel to fuck around after the whistle. So I have to sit here and speak, speak to everybody out like it's my it's my message to the world. We are not going to get involved in that shit. It's fucking soft. It's a soft message from a coach. Yeah. Because you know what that coach is saying in Florida? You want to fuck around? Let's find out. That's what's that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And you know what, Roisy, you're right because everything Don Granado says about we want to play hard between the whistles and not get is exactly what you just said. They got bullied at the times where it mattered.
1: Well, I mean, did he play hard through the whistles? He got a penalty to put them uh, five on three against. He was yelling at the ref uh, between whistles and then got a penalty. Uh, that's what screw, That's what ended up screwing them over is the five on three goal. They were in it, and then now you're down two goals. They came back. They scored a goal. I'll give them that. They credit to to keep battling. But that team, that team over there, if you get down two goals, that's going to be a really hard mountain to climb.
0: I know the competitor in you will say one thing, but the the realist after hockey as a spectator is their season over.
1: Yeah, there's no there's how many teams are ahead of them that are still going to win or end up winning. Right, they got to go on a eight game winning streak to even make a comeback.
2: They're 11 points out. They do have two games in hand. They do play the second wild card uh, team tonight in Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, If they win those two games, you go from being uh, 11 points out to seven points out. Yeah, you still got to deal with the other teams in between. Understood. You still have to deal with New Jersey, Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, um, Tampa Bay. So you're you're dealing with that's a teams whole division
0: that... right there that's sitting outside the wild card. Those right. that like New Jersey, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders. That's all the that's the entire that's the rest of that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the rest of the Metro, and then you have the rest of the uh, the rest. Well, of the they got three the more.
1: They got three more games than Pittsburgh. They got one more game than the Islanders, and those teams are ahead of. They got one more game than Washington. Those teams are ahead of them in the standings.
0: Yeah. I get it. So I guess my theory then—it's tough. So tough. Pittsburgh's my... on a on a
2: three-game winning streak too, and they have they they basically have five games in hand on Tampa Bay. Yeah, Everyone's those gonna... are
1: good teams ahead of them, right? Like New Jersey's a good hockey team. Pittsburgh They're veteran Islanders. teams, Z Besides yeah.
2: New Jersey, that's probably the best team of all of them. Washington's a veteran team. Pittsburgh's a veteran team. Islanders are a veteran team. Tampa mm. Bay's a veteran team. They're in one I mean yeah. I, for me I don't think that they have any I, any chance in hell to make the playoffs and I guess that's the spinoff of what what do you do if you're Kevin Adams and you've watched you know your your 59 games this year obviously very clear that the team is not good enough but there are some positives that are that that's going to come out of this. Okay. What do you have to do? What are changes are you are you making here in Buffalo to make this team better? Like is yeah, he like, going to be yeah. just a seller? Is he going to be a buyer at the deadline? Yeah, are you going are you
1: going to try to get some points and get some confidence going into next year cuz technically you got almost the same team coming back, right? You got a lot of youth. You're not trying to go younger. Like you're not going to try to trade Older guys and get younger, like that's how normal teams do it. You know, like Calgary just traded Dan evoy You trade an older guy that's going to a playoff team, and usually get some young players um, into your organization and develop. Right, as opposed to Buffalo, what are you gonna you gonna bring younger guys into your like? Who are you gonna trade and bring younger guys in? Like they can't already, get much younger. You're already the youngest team in the league. Like, wh- like where do you go from here? Do you go get a a veteran player? that's going to help your team next year and maybe help your team uh, on the latter half of this season. Like you said, I don't know. That's yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great question. You can either go either way, but I don't think you should go younger. It doesn't make any sense to keep getting younger.
2: You know, there's, there's a possibility of possibly Zemgus Gergensen being moved, you know, maybe a Kyla Poso if he, if he wants to be moved. Um, I think Eric, uh, Eric Johnson, There's been tons and tons of trade speculations of, uh, you know, teams that are, are really going for the, the Stanley cup to bring in a veteran guy who's won before just to be an insurance valve. He could be moved also, but the, you know, this team is so insanely young. It's, it's completely off the chart. Like it's so young,
1: those guys, if you trade those guys, um, no offense, like there's not that much trade value with those guys, right? So you're getting a draft pick back, right? What are you getting back? A fourth rounder or something like that? And then you got to draft a young player again. So now you're making your now, team these aren't even the, younger. These aren't
0: the deals. You're getting the players that we need with the Savoys, the Coolidge, the, the uh You're going to use Yoki Haru in one of those deals. Might even come down to Casey Middlestead. Do you have a theory on Casey Middlestead? Do you have a theory talking- on what this? Yeah, what the Sabers should do with them? Do you think they should sign him and keep him, or do you think that's a player that they should move on from and restock the shelf with something different?
1: I, I mean, he's been playing really good this year. Uh, it's it's hard to say that you have to move what's, him or what's move really on. What's really good,
2: Royce? What's like? What's really good? I I consider really good
1: being consistent. Like he's been consistently good all season long. Um, yep. He didn't have like a one month where he had 20 points and then goes down to 10 points the next month. Like he's been really consistent, consistently their best player. I would say he didn't, he didn't get hurt.
2: Uh, You know, he's been very. What is what he? Is he a first line, second line, third line center? Where do you, where do you slot Casey Middlestat moving forward? If you were to sign him?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the issue, right? They got so much talent up front that it's uh, you'd have to, if you're going to Sign him long term. You'd have to put him on the second line center, and he's going to be there for a long time.
2: So, what and do you he... do with uh, Dylan Cousins then?
1: That's what I'm saying. That, that's that's the whole issue is the fact that if you trade Middlestat, what are you going to get back? Are you going to get an older player? Probably not. You're probably going to they're probably going to dump some of the youth. The, the teams that are going to try to go after him are a team that's either just on the cusp of making the playoffs or already in the playoffs. And then their own, they're not going to give away a good older player because they need that, right? They're going to give away a younger player that they don't need moving on in the playoffs because every team thinks they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Every team that makes the playoffs would imaginably think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. So they're going to keep their top players and you're not going to get one of those guys. So I, I I don't see the point of moving him and then getting a friggin' draft pick and a
2: young player. Okay, so let's just say hypothetically you have Tage Thompson, Tuck, Skinner. You have Paterka, Cousins, and Quinn. You have Benson, Middlestat, and Greenway. And then you still have Peyton Krebs. It's the same team as what you had. Like, where is the change? This team is very
0: clearly not good enough. Well, the problem with Casey right now is that in the last 20 games, now, now, Derek, I'll say that he's been the most consistent player player and I'll agree with you cuz even when he's not getting points I think he's contributing he's playing hard mm-hmm. creates chances like okay other than the fact that he's okay he's not a fast skater at all mm. okay he's he's not even that agile to be honest with you okay and in the last 20 games he has 11 points and that is exactly what he is he is a 40 to 50 point player as a
2: third line centerman okay no, no, he's, he's a 55-point player.
0: I don't think he is. I think well, in the Buffalo, la- Last he year is. he had 59 points, in Buffalo, and this year he he's got 40, 44 I think points, in Buffalo Pete. he is because, as you would say, he gets the lion's share of ice time. But he doesn't get the lion's share, but he gets enough to be given an opportunity. But on a really good team, I think he plays as much as he plays in Buffalo. He doesn't get lion's share of ice time. That's the whole point. Well, he's getting he's enough to produce. He's on the second produce. power play. I don't even think you'd be on an, another team's top power play. That's that's the thing. He is not an electrifying player. He is just here in Buffalo and playing a lot because you he is have an to outstanding
2: play. passer. He's an
0: incredible
2: puck protection type player that can make that can make plays. He's not a goal scorer. I I don't deem him a goal scorer. He's a playmaker. Um, it's just interesting. To figure out what he, th- what they feel his value is.
0: I'll like, be honest. I said five what, million is the most I would pay him. I think he's a four to four and a half million dollar player.
1: If they trade him, I think if you trade a player like that, you got to get something back in return, and then use those draft picks to get other players. Like if you, you there's no, what are you going to take a a first or a second rounder, and you're going to draft another eighteen year old? You're going to have. You already have this is a not, that, this is not that
0: kind of trade, Roisey. This has to be for a for a piece that is going to be around that is term on the contract, 24, 25 years old, twenty six yeah. with a couple years yeah. left on a deal.
1: Or you set it up where you know you're gonna get a first round a second round, and then you're gonna flip those. You you already set it up with another GM saying, Hey, if I get a first and second round, I'm gonna trade that over to you for a twenty five year old sixty point guy or whatever it is,
2: right? Yeah. Casey's 25 um, he turns 26 I think in October. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that, but he's um he's 25 right now turning 26 and he's 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 a really good hockey player. Like I don't I don't see Casey Middlestat being a, an 80 to 100 point player. I see Casey being in a 50 to 70 point player um that can be a very useful player on the team. It's just the question is, do you need it, it? seems like it seems like the players that are on the Sabres right now, it seems like all of them are the same. Like Skinner's no different than Paterka, Paterka's no differ, different than Quinn, Quinn's no different than Benson, Benson's not a, a, a ton different than Middlestat. You know, Middlestat's not a whole lot different than Cousins, Cousins is not a lot different than Tuck. I mean, Cousins the, the should players. Be different.
0: Cousins should be different from all of them, though. Cousins should be like, uh, you know, Sesame Street, where you have the four boxes and like one of them's different. He should be the one that's different. He, yes, he like, should. He should not be blending into a conversation with Casey Middlestad and all these other guys. This guy and should Perturk
2: be and Quinn and stuff like, like that. He should be playing a different like brand. Brian Getzlaff
0: and Corey Perry when they were in their primes, they were fucking. They weren't blending in. They were standing alone on the side as like these absolute assholes on the ice. You know what happens is the comfort is the fucking comfort. And you know what, Roisy, you made a lot of money, but Lindy held you guys fucking accountable. You were never comfortable. No, never comfortable.
1: Remember the, uh, so we used to come off the plane and we never even knew if we had a day off. Remember? So we went like 30 days without a day off one time. There was um, scheduled.
2: There were scheduled days off i had three kids at the time couldn't wait to get home after a long road trip on saturday night you get home at one o'clock in the morning lindy
0: hijacked yeah
2: meet you at the the rink tomorrow boys you guys don't deserve a day off i'm like thinking to myself we haven't had a day off in fucking 30 days Pretty sure yeah, you, you
0: were telling a story there, weren't you, Risey?
1: No, it was basically that—that that was exactly. You would walk to the front of the plane, and you would try to look at the guy's body language, like about ten guys up ahead of you, to see because Lindy would look over at you and say something. So you'd be like, "Oh, does that guy look happy walking off the plane, or does he look mad?" And then you'd get to you'd get to Lindy, you'd be like, um. Practice tomorrow, nine forty five. And you're like, Are you fucking kidding me, man? This is thirty days in a row. Like we've been at the rink working for thirty days in a row. Zero We came home at, like you said, get home at one o'clock in the morning, got to be at the rink at seven. But yeah, I, I completely agree with the comfortability of the situation. Yeah. When you're when you're comfortable, when you're on edge, you're you're playing a little bit uh more with an edge as opposed well, to when you're this not this is
2: the
0: point of this is the point of um maybe being a little bit youthful. It matters to me when he doesn't look like the same or resemble the same type of player that he did when he was jumping the guy from the Rangers after he got hit or he was fighting when he was a rookie. Remember, oh, Dylan Cousins, the only fucking guy. He's a rookie standing up for his teammates, fought the guy from the Rangers, you know, fought the other guy, breaks his nose at the start of the year. Now it's like, where the fuck is that gone?
2: I've always told you this story, Petey. I've told this story a hundred times. And and I know you understand it. It's about when you're a kid and you get asked to fight after school and you go to that fight, there's two different scenarios. Two. One scenario is you go to the fight by yourself. You cross the schoolyard, you go to the other side, and you've got 20 people sitting there looking, and you go and fight. Or you go there with a bunch of buddies. You always feel more comfortable and stronger because you have backup.
0: Well, you know what you could think happen you? Do you think you still Dylan Cousins right now buddies? feels he has backup? You could still get dropped in front of your buddies, and the but other the, guy could walk there away with you your up. girl
2: at the same time. No, they're there to pick you up, Petey. They're there to pick you up. That's the whole point. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, Dylan yeah, Cousins yeah, yeah. Oh, doesn't have anybody. But
1: but a, but a leader wouldn't, wouldn't need that, Right. Oh my god. You would just do you would just Leader do it. You wouldn't need that. Oh you, why would my. you need that? Just do it by yourself. And if everyone wants to follow me, follow me. If they don't, then fuck off. You wanna you wanna play the way I want to play and follow me? Or do you want to fucking play the way you play? If they see you play like that, are they gonna are they gonna play like that? Let's say Crosby went out and fucking fought somebody and got pissed off and score a goal, whatever, and hit some guy through the wall. You don't think anybody else is gonna do it? You think they're gonna sit there and be like, nah, we're gonna wait for the next game. And we don't, we don't like the effort here. No, they're going to go out and do it. Be the leader. Be, be the guy. Be the, be the guy that, you know, deserves the C next year. if oh, so is gone, right? And and nice nothing, gonna, you're, you're you're this has me.
2: nothing to do. We're not discussing leadership. We're not discussing who's going to wear the C next year. Is it going to be, uh, you know, D- Dylan Cousins is going to be. no. Yeah, but this why, are has to do... for, why are
1: you waiting for people to follow? Why, why do you need people to back
2: you when you go out and play your
1: game? Like Marshawn, same thing, goes out, plays his game, plays dirty, scores goals, get in the fucking areas. He plays a dirty, nasty game. And, uh, and, and let team, me ask you, over the
2: course them? of yeah. the years in Boston, do you think Boston Bruins have, has been a team-tough hockey team for the last two decades? Yes oh, or no?
1: 100% 100%. Okay,
2: that's why fucking Marshawn does that. If he's on a team of cupcakes... That literally don't have his back and he's sitting there in the fire every single time over years and years and years. And he's looking around like, holy shit, where are my teammates? Like I'm 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 getting punched from one side, punched from the other, pushed in the back, and then verbally abused as I go to the bench and all of his teammates are just sitting there. Like, oh.
1: They they will follow you. If you if you jump in no, the fire, no, they don't. No, they don't, Royce. If you're a leader and jump in the fire, they're gonna follow you.
2: Let me tell you something. I played
1: on a lot of teams,
2: and you have as well. Uh, listen, listen. When, when your no disrespect, no disrespect Roisy. I don't need you beside me. I would rather have my wife, because she's fucking probably tougher than you. Okay? Uh, Let I, me I tell would. you something. Nowhere. I want somebody that has my back, that when I go into a battle, that someone's there to fucking kick ass. I'll if I have you, Andrew Lizzie. Peters beside me, my balls are King Kong. If I have... Adam Mayer, when I played back in the day, if I had Mersey beside, Mersey would literally bite a guy's face off. He's like, I will do anything to help you. That's what I'm trying to say. This entire team has not had team toughness in so long. And I'm so sick and tired of talking about toughness with the team because they're trying to build talent. Talent is going to ultimately win It's one win of the only
0: st- things missing, Craig.
2: I know that, and that's maybe why we talk about it too much,
0: which is so irritating. But I well, hate eventually talking Eventually, they're going to catch on. Toughness. But the problem is, the minute when they catch on, we're going to be right. They're going to be well, wrong. No,
2: we're not. No, we're not. Because I don't no, give are. a shit. I don't. I don't need I do. to sit there and 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 it's just like, what are you? What are you doing? Like every single team in the league. Like you go look at Vegas Golden Knights and watch it. I watch Keegan Colasar. Uh, uh, you know, forechecking and absolutely smokes a defenseman. Then you have other guys that they're just bigger, thicker, they're heavier. Okay. All right. They're harder to play
1: against. Yeah. I mean, there's team toughness too, which I'm not disagreeing with you at all in this, but there's team toughness as well. But there's also just playing hard and hard to play against, right? Like, isn't Nick Cousins tough? Is he hard to play against? Yeah. I mean, he's probably pretty freaking hard to play against. He probably like hits you on every chance he has. Go look at that team they their, their, their dirty smash shot. mouth. Yeah. They're, yeah. It, they're hard to play against. You know well, their best, you know player, is
0: their best player brings it every single night. Yes. But Not you, just on the scores. You, you don't think you don't think that
2: uh Matthew Kachuk and uh you know the Gadovich or whatever um you know Romberg, you don't think that those guys have gone and basically Lomberg and said, Hey, just play, man. We got your back. And then all of a sudden Nick's cousins, like, You got my back? If I do something stupid you got my back,
0: yeah, we got oh, yeah. your back. Yeah.
2: That's that's For team sure. that's yeah, team to, toughness.
0: Listen, I used to tell Patty Coletta, like, you go and like you just if you're gonna run somebody, try to run the heavyweight because that would help
1: me. It does have to start somewhere though. Like, I mean, they do need some pieces. Obviously, they do need some pieces, but somebody's got to lead the charge is what I'm
0: saying. They might have a piece in net. They might have a piece in net with uh, UPL. Get your thoughts on that quickly because he's playing exceptionally well, as Craig would say. See your guy? You sign him? People want to sign him three-year deal. Is he up this year? Yeah.
1: RFA. I I would sign him. I mean... Been by 24 far best years goal old,
2: in. currently makes 837500 What do you sign him for? He's been literally one of the hottest goaltenders. I think he's the number one goaltender since January 1st. Uh Roise, we had the stat uh, for this kid uh, a couple days ago. His goals against average is insane. I think he's fourth in the league or fifth in the league. Um, Save percentage is in the top 10 like this this is a kid that is developed through the system here in Buffalo and has now taken advantage at the proper age right what would you do with this kid andrew asked me the other day would you t- sign him to an 8 year deal would you do a 3 year deal would you do a 2 year deal what are your thoughts on ukpekalukan yeah
1: that's that it's a tough uh... That is tough. Like, what do you sign him to a long-term contract and, and now you have him for long, but then you got Levi down in the minors and what's he going to be your
2: backup? Well, let me ask you this. Let's say or Levi wasn't here. Let's say Levi wasn't Levi. Let's say the golden boy, as I like to call him, because he was like literally the golden boy before he even stepped foot in the lineup. Let's just say Levi wasn't here in this organization. What are you doing with Ukapekaluken? I yeah, you'd sign him long term. I'd sign him long term. Eight years. Boom, shakalaka. Done. Six, eight. Six, eight, that. right? Yeah. Get a, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna give him solid money, maybe four and a half, five million dollars. Um, but now that Levi's here, and Levi is is going to be a very good goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres. Now what do you do?
1: You you would have to sign him to a three-year deal, right? And then have Levi try to outplay him after the third year or throughout that process, and then you'd have to trade one of them, right? Or you'd you'd want Levi to outplay him, and then now you have a starting goalie. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to – because he'll be, what, 23, 20, or 24, 25 at that time too. He'll be up for contract in a few years. So Yeah,
2: Devin Levi just turned 22.
1: Um, yeah, so it'll be 25. So in a couple of years, he's up for contract as well. Right. That's so right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like that's, that's, that's a, That's what's hard about being a jam. People's like, Oh, it's so easy to be a G like it's probably it's hard. You got all these different scenarios, moving parts.
2: It's super easy sitting behind a mic. Cause I can make I, yeah. a team in 10 minutes on cap friendly, but I don't envy uh, Kevin Adams trying to
0: build. This is, not an easy, it's not easy. this is not an easy scenario to navigate. It's not like you sat there at the start of the year and said, let's see what this guy does as our number one. He was not even pegged to be the number one. Mm-hmm. There are people who didn't even want him in the organization. I think what you do is you sign him to, let's say you
1: want technically you want Levi to somewhat take over the reins later on. You do a three-year deal, and Levi plays his 20 games or 25 games next year. And then then the following year, maybe you go, he plays 30 or 40. And then by that time, he's ready to go and he plays his 80 or his 60.
0: Well, someone, someone wrote something that I thought was interesting. They wrote, um, uh, after the way the team treated him the last two years or so, why would he sign at all until all other reasonable options were exhausted? Oh, he's going to have to wait. I don't know that the team has mistreated him. I don't know. I just, I think that circumstances have never really allowed him to be put in the position to take over like this. So this would be the year where I would say that they mistreated him by not giving him a full chance at the start of the year, like giving Levi the first four games at the start of the year was one of the dumbest things this team could have done with three goaltenders on the roster. Okay. That was, it was ridiculous. So, I'm I, listen. I'm on the record as saying, give him a three year deal. I don't. Donnie know. Donnie wanted
2: to get him into the grind.
0: Donnie wanted to get him into the grind. Got him into the grind. Fucking yeah. hurt him.
2: But yeah. all. But also, yeah.
1: If you're him, do you want a three year deal or do you want to wait till the um, summertime when you're free agent? Is he restricted? no? I, I
2: I would definitely want a three year deal because he's got three years before he's an unrestricted free agent. No, right? I'm saying, or is him, it two saying, years? Two years. Yeah. If, so if i if I was I'd want a two-year deal right now probably somewhere around uh three million bucks mm-hmm. yeah uh give me a two-year deal for three million and after
0: those two years he's an unrestricted free agent at age 27. I have to look this up but if he has arbrights and I'm the team I'd send him to arbitration and let them let them decide
2: uh man I don't even know if you want to do that with his numbers this year pd He's he's fourth right now. He's he's shredding it when it comes to to statistics. Like when you go to
0: arbitration, yeah. You're but the ultimately... team's argument against that is that he's playing in front of a very strong defensive team. <laughs>
1: oh, <Holy laughs> this is fucking like
0: sarcasm. There, you were unbelievable. Okay, so yeah, but uh, he was playing in front of uh, you know Power and Bryson and uh, Yoki Haru and. Oh, fuck.
1: For him, too, he's going to have to think about In when you're in that scenario, when you don't sign a long-term contract, the team doesn't really want – they want you to do well, but they don't want you to do that well, right? Because they don't want to pay you that extra money. So on his second year of his contract, now Levi is you know, a couple more years in pro. Now he's turning the corner. What if he just takes his job and well, now you're screwed?
0: Hold on a second here. Because let's talk about this for a second. Is this burning in Devin Levi's mind right now? Because the conversations that the team had with him were probably like they—they they were probably like UPL's not in our sights. We are looking to move on from him. You're gonna—we're gonna—you're gonna either work, go with Comrie or someone else, and you're gonna be our guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yep. What do you think Levi's thinking right now? If they sign UPL to a three-year deal, I mean, he has. There's nothing he can say about it, but
2: still. Right now he's sitting fifth in goals against average. So these are all so I had to put in all the all the goaltenders in the league that have played over 30 games. I don't want that kid that's played, you know, 10 games and you know had yeah. had good. I want 30 games and above. These are the number one guys uh on on each team, right? Yeah um and he right now he sits at uh, fifth in goals against average and for save percentage, he sits number six, he's tied for six. So you ask yourself a 24 year old goaltender, okay. 24 years old. What do you have to pay a 24 year old goaltender that has an outstanding save percentage and an outstanding goals against average?
1: Like three I mean might he's be low three is low now now that we talk about it like that well, he's Mont- he's Mont- sitting Mont-Ball in a from
0: big, the, the from Canadians I think he's got three one three two but he's 27 so I don't know how much age factors in so is he getting that much if he's an RFA maybe not I mean that team kind of freaking Montreal's not <laughs> Montreal's
1: probably worse defensively than
0: Buffalo is no quite but listen uh here's here's the so he's here. got you're saying he has four to five million dollar numbers Riv no I don't right. think he
2: does. I think I think if he goes to arbitration, he's probably going to be on you know a two year deal. I think Munch, uh, Tr- uh, Buffalo would basically say in the arbitration, we want him under a two year arbitration deal. If I would, if I was Ukebeck Lukan, I would definitely go to arbitration. Just <laughs> I got numbers that are absolutely outstanding right now. So if if Buffalo could get him signed, let's say three. Three million, three and a half million for a two-year deal. It takes him till he's unrestricted. It gives you an opportunity to allow um, Devin Levi to continue to grow. Gives him two years to continue to grow, and at at that point, you make a decision on who's your guy.
1: And yeah, and might have to
2: pay one of those guys.
1: It might piss him off too, which is nice. Like you need like Millsy had. Some you need competition. Hard, Millsy had some hardship uh, starting his uh, NHL career. Got called up. He got lit up one time. He got called up again. Got lit up again. Uh, he was in the minors for a I think couple. He of cried years. in an interview,
0: didn't he? I don't know, but I think he got sometime. shelled by Detroit. I think he got shelled by Detroit. He got called up, got play, played against Detroit. Got shelled. It's the second season of being called up. He got called up his rookie year, played a bunch of games, like seven, eight, nine games. Got called up the next year. His first game was against Detroit. It was my rookie year in Buffalo when he got shelled like six or seven nothing.
1: And there's and there's there was Marty Baron who was really established goalie at the time. Mika Ornan, who won the rookie of the year in the minors a few years before that. You know what I mean? So he had both some tough first rounders,
0: and then here comes a fifth rounder.
1: Yeah, he had some really tough competition. So maybe that pissed him off just enough where he had to work on his game and and excel
0: to the best of his abilities. And I mean it worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, I I I think UPL kind of reminds me of Milzy be honest with you. In fact, maybe even a little more like like uh uh Markstrom out in Calgary. There's some similarities there. Um yeah. you know the something guy who up-
2: I think about is uh is Allmark. You know, when Allmark was here in Buffalo, he was on a really bad team, but I thought Allmark played played quite well. Um it was kind of like 50-50 on him coming back and signing with the Sabers, but he ended up he ended up getting traded and all of a sudden you know now he's he's winning Veznas because he's on he's a very good goaltender but he's also on a on a very good defensive team i think i think linus allmark was a really good was a really good goaltender clearly and yeah. he and he reminds yeah, clearly, me yeah.
0: you know he reminds me of uh you know ukpec Lukanen. I I think that's a that's a decent comparison as well. Mm-hmm. Um another topic quickly before we get out of here. Connor McDavid three points last night. Now nine points behind the leader. But that's not this even the, that's not even the point that I want to make. I think they have twenty-seven games left. He is fifty-six points from one thousand.
1: I think he's got two or three games in hand too on the leader.
2: No, no, no! I wrote it. Or four it? Or four wrote, games or four
1: I games.
0: Wrote like it he's down. got the, he's the got Oilers the have Kucherov. 20.
2: Kucherov has a hundred and three points, and he's played sixty-one games. Mm-hmm. McKinnon, who's second, has ninety-eight points. He's played sixty games. McDavid has ninety-four points, so he's nine points behind Kucherov but he's played 57 games. He still has four games in hand.
1: Yeah, even if he goes a point he's and a half, played, he yeah, but he's played six points. Playing, he's three yeah. points back, yeah. Point and a half. Do you, is you know,
2: remember he was like 18 points behind when we started to talk about this like a month and a half ago? Like, holy shit, does Connor McDavid have the ability to to win the scoring title? And we're like, ah, oh, man, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's a long way to go. Well, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable how, like for anyone in this game, To tell me right now that he is not the greatest player in the league right now is just it—it is mind-blowing how good he is. I said uh, there was a stat. It was
1: like twenty-four home game point streak. He had fifty-seven points in twenty-four games.
2: Pete, do you think he's going to get the thousand? He needs what? Fifty-seven points in twenty-seven games.
0: Well, remember he only had like 12 points in his first 13 or 14, 15 games. Like he didn't, he he was under a point a game for like a good stretch, good start of the season. Yeah. I was just looking it up because I I just saw this. He went, there was three games where he went no points. Then there was five games where he only had like two assists, which is so unlike Connor McDavid. Yeah. I think he's going to win it.
2: No, but But yeah. I Is he going to get, you think he's going to win the scoring title?
0: I think he's going to win the scoring title, but you don't think, Somewhere in his mind, he's like, "How sick would it be for me to get to a thousand this year, under seven hundred games? Like, if he gets it under seven, he we could be talking about a guy that that could get. I mean, how many years could he do this? So, can I ask you a how question? Many Both years, you guys, he, could, he, he could be ha-
1: if he could be halfway there and end up. with You're two, telling me yeah, that yeah, he, if he
0: gets a thousand this year, you're telling me the next five years he can't get six hundred points." That's 120 oh, points a year. Easily that's 16, you can do. That's 1,600 points. Now we're talking, what's Gretzky? He's way off Gretzky, fucking. But, like, yeah, yeah, what's, what's to, second? What's second all time? Yager's one is,
2: like, 19, 1,900. Yeah, Nineteen. Yager. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing special things, man. But let me oh, ask you, you know? this. 27, if, uh, twenty-seven, yeah, twenty-seven, yeah, twenty-seven-ish. Hunter McDavid could get two thousand points in his career. Uh, I would, I, I think a hundred percent he's going to do that. I mean, was he nine years in the league and he's got
1: a thousand like a thousand points? I mean, he's
2: got to stay hundred percent. He's got to stay healthy. He's, he's special. He's special, man. I think he's only getting better. This guy is, like, unstoppable. He's, he's, like, literally in his prime or moving into his prime right now. So when you think about a player that played 55 games, Royce, he has 22 goals, 94 points in 55 games. He's plus 21. Or you have player B that has played 57 games. 52 goals, 77 points, plus 21. The same thing. What's a better season? The guy who has yeah. 22 goals and 94 points, or the guy who has 52 goals and 77 points? That is a tough, tough one, right? Because I go back to, gonna, well, I go back to the the heart. Like, who's going to win the heart trophy?
1: That's what we were talking about that the other day. Me and my buddy were like, if. Matthews ends up with 70 something goals. Does he end up winning the heart just because he scored 70 something goals? But if you look at the other side of the coin and you look at McDavid, how many times is how many assists does he have? But also to get those assists, how many times do you have to set up guys? Right. You got to put people in position to score. They're not scoring every time you pass in the puck. So how many that's not a hundred percent pass rate exactly so how many times he's got we we're talking about this before he's probably one out of four so he set up you know to get 100 assists he's had to set up 400 guys kind of thing right he had to put people in position so he if you watch a game like you see the points at the end of the game maybe he's got one goal one assist but if you watch the game he, he created eight scoring chances to get those one that one goal one assist either himself or he created a scoring chance by beating somebody and setting somebody up right so that like I think that that has more value in it than scoring because the scores usually get set up. Usually they're not doing it themselves. Usually Marner is setting them up or somebody's putting Matthews in a position to shoot the puck to score the goal, right? So to be the the best player on any other team, like if you take Matthews out, would he make a different, more difference if you take McDavid out? Like that's well, let me ask you, you this,
2: Roisy. How many players in the league have scored ninety assists in a in an NHL season?
1: I don't know. No idea.
2: Eleven. Only eleven players in this league has scored ninety assists in a season. Connor McDavid right now has seventy two assists and he's got twenty five games left. Yeah, he's gonna get hundred. Right, it's. I mean, he's having a pretty special season. Well, he had over 100 assists last year too, right? Do you know how many players in this league have scored over 100 assists? And you need to, you need to um, guess them. Uh, um, Adam Oates. Negative.
1: Wayne Gretzky. There's one. Well, Wayne Gretzky would have be been number one, but
2: um there how many guys are there? Three. There's only McDa- three players in McDavid? NHL history. McDavid? McDavid? No, no, he doesn't have he he doesn't even have a 90 point uh, assist season. What, what did he have last brutal. year? Uh
0: he had 140 points last year, didn't you not? Or something like that? Sixty goals, eighty assists. He had sixty goals last year. Oh, yeah, he, did. he scored a lot last year, yeah. See what he said the other day? He hasn't scored in a bunch of games or something that he hadn't scored, and then he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to see how many assists I can get. Who are the other two guys? Like Craig Janney or somebody like that? Who's Craig an Janney? Assist?
1: Who's an assist guy?
0: Uh, well, I would have to guess Marcel Dion, maybe? Nope. Mario? Mario, Mario Lemieux. Lemieux had... Uh, he had 199 points one year, so he might have had like 110 assists. If he had the 80 goal season that year? Yeah, let me. I'll tell you right now. Let me a hundred. You had, had
2: 114 assists in 88, 89
0: season. How many Jeez. How many goals did he have that year? He had 85. So that was the year he had 189 or 199. 199. How many games Jeez. did he play? He played 76 games. Missed four games because I think they only played 80 back then. You're missing one
2: more, boys. You're missing one more. And this player. Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr is the guy. He had 102 assists, 37 goals, and 139 points. Plus, get this, get this, 124. So basically, he he never got scored on. I don't think he got scored on once all season long. Absolutely mind-blowing. What's even more mind-blowing is, you know how many goals he had on the power play when he scored 37 goals that year? Eight. Five. Only five goals he had on the power play. He scored 37 that year. So listen, can McDavid get the 90? I would think that he definitely is going to be pushing to get 90 this year to, uh, add to those 11 players that have, but there's only three players in NHL history that have got over a hundred assists, Wayne Gretzky, Marilyn Mew and Bobby Orr. So amazing, amazing, uh, what this, this guy is doing right now. I can't wait to see if he can pull something unbelievable
0: off in, in, uh, The next, uh, you know, month and a half. Is there anything else going on around the league, Riv, that you want to mention or? Well, the trade was pretty substantial, I guess. Right. Going to I I thought he was
1: coming. I thought he was coming to Toronto. He lives in Toronto, and I just felt like he was coming to Toronto. I think it's great with Toronto. Is
2: I just don't think they have a lot to give, Roisy.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I think it's great for
0: Dallas. I think it's a great move. Huge pickup for Dallas. Is Dallas like a real contender? 100%. 100%. I think so. Like, they, they, legit, they, they, legit contender. They, they might not even need to make year. another
1: move. They might not need to make another move. And if they do, it's something probably small. I don't think they need to make any big moves
0: at the deadline. Man, I just, I don't know. I I never thought that I would be seeing, after the last few years, like with the production, the Jamie Ben and the Tyler Sagan, situations working out with them on the, on the, well, the contract, they're
1: second. But... They're secondary scoring now. Like right. everyone, like Robertson, all these guys are coming up and being the jo- like the jo- White Johnson, Robertson. Well, listen, you got a Ritten guy Lupe like Jamie Ince. Ben.
2: He's got nine goals in sixty-one games. Nine. Yeah. He makes nine and a half million dollars. Like, it's just it- that's not good. No, it's but it's
1: here's their, the thing: it's their younger guys that are gonna have. They're gonna start making nine millions. It's the
0: Robertsons and those yeah.
1: guys. That's you where, know it's where Jamie come, Ben's gonna come, come through. Riv?
0: once the playoffs start, Jamie Ben is gonna lead the fucking playoffs in scoring. You mark my words. He's here's type the thing: of you know what
2: they have is they have depth. J- Jason Robertson in sixty-one games has nineteen goals. That is grossly under what he's done in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because they brought in Matt Duchesne. Okay. They're paying him like $3 million to play on Dallas. He has 23 goals this year and 56 points. In 59 mm-hmm. games. Roop hints is is a, is an outstanding player. Joe Pavelski has 20 goals again this year. Uh Mason Marchman, 18 goals. Tyler Sagan, 20 goals, 45 points. They have Wyatt Johnson, who's a, a young kid. I think he's only 20 years old. Um, he's got 19 goals and 42 points. Like this team is is mm-hmm. very, very deep.
1: And their first three lines are the best three lines, probably
2: most balanced three lines in the league. And they're big. They're they're all big. They have guys that eat minutes in in the Ryan Suitors, uh the Miro uh Heiskanen. Miro Heiskinen. Yeah. Great pickup um, from
0: that guy with the porn name there too. I love that name. Sam Steele just sounds like a name you're going to see (laughs) off the top of like some like triple X rated movie. hundred percent. And he's got the
2: porn mustache too on his uh, little. Sam Steele. Yeah.
1: And Andre, you got Andre Nets too. Young. You ever heard of
2: Thomas Harley? Get me Topper
0: Harley. Have you ever heard of Thomas Harley? (laughs) You know who Topper Harley is, Royley? Uh, Roycey? That's that's, that's uh, Charlie Sheen's Hot Shots character. Oh,
1: yeah, Hot Shots. <laughs> yeah, that's what Harley. I always
0: called you, Topper Harley, because uh, yeah. someone would tell a story, and then you'd tell, try to tell a better one. So I always called you Topper Harley. <laughs> oh, man, what a movie. Hot Shots part, part deux. I never said I liked you, but I never said I didn't, but I don't. Have you Go seen ahead, those like, riffs? Have you seen those hot movies, shots? Riffs? No. I don't even I know guess. what you're talking about. Like... Uh,
2: GD does this all the time. There's only guys like you, Z guys like Millsy, guys that literally had no life at all when you were playing in the NHL. Actually, we had a lot of fun wa- and, and basically just watch movies all day and watch them over. What are you supposed to do when you're hungover, hung over, Riv? Can't function <laughs> when you're hungover. I had kids.
0: Oh, I didn't.
1: Yeah, we. Yeah, I had I had Lenovo
0: on the counter. <laughs> wings from 3 a.m. yeah with 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 uh rose but- sauce splattered all over your chest I couldn't figure out why it looked like there was like like orange blood going all over my house and that was just like buff chicken wing sauce from my gym steak out <laughs> some all over the walls on the way upstairs <laughs> handprints all over the place <laughs> looks like there was a looks like there was a chicken wing murder around here <laughs> And you go and lick it and it's like yep medium so what were you saying about uh, Topper Harley riff? Dallas is for real? Is that what you're telling me that they got the depth? Well, they they
2: have the depth. They they picked up um obviously uh Chris Tanev. But they have, you know, guys that are outstanding on defense. Miro Heiskinen, Thomas Harley right now this year has 14 goals and 35 points and he's plus 18. a kid I've never even I don't even know who this kid is. I mean they've drafted really well. Yeah, uh, that essa Essa Lindell, mm-hmm. you know, twenty-one points plus player. You have Ryan Suter, who's just like, I mean, he's as as solid as you're gonna get. How about th- this Yanni? Uh, I don't even know how to say your last name, but he's absolutely massive. I Hacompa? think. Uh, yes, Hakimpa. Like. Hacompa be a perfect defenseman for for the sabers six seven two twenty two and he's just solid just solid he's 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 a 18 to 20 minute player a game and he's a complete defender he knows his role it seems
1: like that team would be really hard to play against it's like a florida yes you don't want to play game seven against like those guys they just shut you down that's right all right rosie thanks for having me fellas